1: Guys, this is Stephanie again. Hey, I'm a little choked up. A little bit of a mess going on here. She is, man. Um, Boogerage,
2: heavy, heavy. Boogeridge. <laughs> Thanks,
1: Doug. Thanks for that image you're giving everybody.
2: Well, they need to have the true image, I think.
1: It is a bad image. Um, yeah. And we're real here, so. A lot of tears were flowing a few minutes ago. They were. So, and that's an okay thing. We're told to rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. And, you know, a lot of people um, wept with me um, when Charles was killed um, almost two and a half years ago now. And, And I am honestly thankful that... We get to have the chance to um, help bear the burdens of someone else, another part of our family in Christ who has gone through loss. If you listened to the last podcast, you'll know um, we're referring to Marissa. And she's not crying anymore. She's not in pain. No more headaches. No more vision problems. No more anything. She is living in the presence of the King of Kings. And she and Charles, I was just telling Doug, you know, Doug said, well, she was pretty spunky. And I said, oh, well, I sure hope she's she's hanging around Charles and saying, hey, Charles, you want to know who Stephanie's hanging out with? Yeah, the guy version of me. He might freak out.
2: It's kind of a scream when you think about
1: it. <laughs> so... <laughs> um so anyways, we've been, we've been trying to get a little more lighthearted with that. But we are so happy to be here with you today. And um, we're going to tackle the last half of Psalm 66. But before that, Doug, do we have anything we've forgotten to take care of?
2: The knuckle knuckleheaded moment. You might be a knucklehead if...
1: You might be a knucklehead if you neglect your kids.
2: Hey, let me just say right now. So as PTSD people... Who hang out with people, who love people, who enfriend people, who endeavor to maybe even console people once in a while in a different kind of way, but in a friendship kind of way that we have to deal with what people do to their kids out there.
1: And it's rotten. It's sick. And
2: you need to, you know, people need to get right with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And don't try to justify it, you know. And if you messed up your kids
2: and, and, and after that you got saved and got right with God and you're you know, you have a responsibility to go to your kids and say, "Man, I was the biggest knucklehead who ever lived." Yeah. So you know, if if you abuse your kids, if you messed up your kids, and now you're right and you feel bad about, it, even if you didn't abuse your kids, if you do something wrong, come clean and say, "Hey, we we messed up." Yeah. You know, my counsel for anybody is, "Hey, we messed up. You know, this is yeah. messed up. We shouldn't have done that."
1: Yeah, I mean there and. And it's very easy to justify neglect. Um, It's very easy, and I'm not talking severe, severe neglect. God has given us um, the precious privilege as parents of entrusting to us these precious lives, these souls to rear for him, to love, to love, you know, to to train, to encourage, to build up. And, you know, if you're constantly tearing down your kids, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, it doesn't matter in whatever way you're doing it. That's dead wrong, and it's neglect. You're neglecting the responsibility and the privilege. You're missing out on blessings that God has Has given you know God's giving you the opportunity to invest in an eternal investment through a child that He's put in your care, and to neglect them makes you a knucklehead of the highest order.
2: You know your your knuckleheadedness reaches a level where, if there was a knuckleheaded Hall of Fame, you should be in it. Yep. So you might be a knucklehead if you're being and and there
1: is biblical grounds for this.
2: That's right. We're supposed to do certain Jesus. yeah, Yeah, and Jesus. Um, come hither the little. yes children.
1: jesus when the disciples who at that point were a lot of them were knuckleheads um jesus rebuked his disciples and said suffer the little children to come unto me jesus loved little children and he went so far as to say that if you offend a child yeah. and neglect falls under that in any way shape or form
2: and his name too remember that verse yes boy we should do some research and have those laying out ahead of us but
1: yeah you but know, he said it's better that a millstone be hung around, around your, your neck, neck and you be cast into the sea in, other words, Red River out here. in other, other words in other words you're the
2: bridge the 20 bridge going yeah over the Red River. god
1: has no patience for neglect yeah. of children that's for right. offensive children and
0: that's
2: just the way it goes and there and there shouldn't be so anyway i think that there is a practical side of the knuckleheaded thing and a couple things and number one don't neglect your children never neglect your children if you don't know how to raise your children hook up with your pastor and uh, he'll lead you to people that do a good job. If you've messed up your children somewhere in your life, get right with them. Apologize. Yes. yes. And listen, beg for forgiveness and and uh, tell the world I messed them up. It wasn't them. And, and, and give them yeah. a foundation that they can build off That's of. That's right. Yeah. So, anyway, here we are. We're on. Boy, that was kind of negative juju coming out of there. You might be a knucklehead. I think the next one, we're going to have to add It's going to have to be a little more, you know,
1: there's nothing joyful about talking about neglecting your kids.
2: Nothing joyful about that at all, but it needed to be said. And I'm so thankful to the knuckleheaded moment for that. And because we needed to get that out there. And uh, all right, so here we go. So we're on verse number 10 of Psalm 66. And it says, For thou, O Lord, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laid us affliction upon the loins. Thou has caused me to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but through brought us out into a wealthy place. Some through the fire, some through the... I don't know. We're just going to have to figure that. We'll do that.
1: Sorry, I had to go take care of, you know, my nose.
2: It was boogerage issues, but... (laughs)
1: Thanks, Doug. Everybody wanted that that image.
2: (laughs) To ride over our heads. We went through fire. We went through water. We brought us out onto a wealthy place. Some through the...
1: Fire, some through the flood. But... All through the blood. Some through great sorrow, but God gives a song. Do you want that to be the song today?
2: I do. Okay, we ought to work on that. Right, Why I'll do you just... talk lower when you hold up the microphone? That I
1: pays, don't you know. know. I don't want to blast I people's ears. I will go house
2: with the burnt offerings. I will pay <laughs> thee with my vows, which my lips have uttereth and my mouth hath spoken. When I was in trouble, oh, have spoken when I was in trouble, I will offer unto the burnt sacrifices of the fatlings. I like fat when it just drips into the fire like that. With the incense of the rams. I will offer bullocks with goats, Selah. Come and hear all ye that fear God. I will declare that he hath done for my soul, what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. If I regard inequity in my heart, and the Lord will not hear me, but verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which have not turned away, my prayer nor his mercy from mm.
1: me.
2: that's some pretty great stuff right there
1: it is those last couple of verses are beautiful
2: so what do we do here I mean we're looking at this and coming right out of nowhere uh, God has proved us yeah thou has tried us as silver is tried God has proved uh number one that he is our god and that we with his with his help with him being our God can make it
1: yeah, I think of Job. Yeah, um, I, as he, it, and Job refers it to gold.
2: And when I'm tried and purified,
1: purified I shall come forth as gold. And David oh, refers to song. it as silver. And when I'm tried and
2: purified, I can't sing anymore. Because I of shall come
1: forth as gold. Oh,
2: praise the Lord, and and that's what we're talking about here in ten. Mm-hmm. You know, we go through trials, and going through trials makes us tried. And uh, going through trials, is talking about silver, you know, when they, when they try silver and, and, and they bang it out and they get all the scum out of there, that's what God does to us, you know? Yeah. He, and that's what trials do, they get the scum off of us, they get the bad stuff, they scrape it off the top and they bang that silver out and it looks so pretty. A little while ago, uh, Stephanie and Debbie were showing me some earrings and just beautiful, polished up silver, but it, it, you know how it got there?
1: A lot of hard work. Yeah.
2: Being tried, being pounded,
1: being bent.
2: And You know how good Christians are made? Being tried, being pounded. So folks, if you're being pounded, if you're being tried, uh, you know what? It's going to be all right. That's what this is talking about here in verse 10. Verse 11, thou brought us uh, into the net, thou laidest affliction upon our loins. And that's kind of a weird verse, but it's well, tough. It's,
1: I think it's David describing you know oh. that what the what that proving looked like you know and it's it's true you know i mean when charles was killed you talk about feeling like god led you straight into a net god led you straight into literal fire
0: yeah yeah,
2: yeah and i mean you you i mean stephanie is an example she's a trophy of god's grace in this area and you know listen if you're, you know, some people, I just can't help but think there's people listening to us right now that are in that net. And I know I always say that. Yeah. But the reality is, there's people right now yeah. that the nets have been set that caught. And we want to tell you uh, that, that let, the, let the almighty blacksmith, the uh, silversmith, uh, let, him, let him bang away with his hammer. Uh, let them scrape the scum off, let them clean all those things out. I think some of God's favorite people, some of the greatest Christians I've ever met, some of the people who change life, some of the people who are the first ones to change everything, I think that's done through great trial.
1: Yeah, well, when you look at every Bible hero, seriously, we do not have the people that we look at in scripture that are our heroes, not a single one of them became our heroes, because they were living the easy life. No, that's right. Every single one of them was going through a trial. Oh,
2: Joe, man. Yeah.
1: David, yeah. I mean, literally, I cannot think of one Bible hero that we have that didn't go through heartache.
2: Even Paul, after oh, coming around, you know, yeah. Serious, every,
1: serious heartache.
2: In the book of Philippians, sitting there in jail and sitting there in prison. Joy from jail, our series there. And, and
1: 12, it, you know, thou hast caused men to write over our heads. You know, that spells out abuse to me yeah you know that spells We're, out narcissism it spells out stalking it spells out having people treat you like dirt
2: this world is over our heads yeah truth be told you know you need protection from this world no kidding and, and many of you listen to us suffer from things that have been caused by having to ride over your heads and many of you uh you know listen when god puts us over our heads he takes us through
1: yep that's the end of verse 12.
2: yeah but now. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> you owe me a Coke. That's what we used to say when we were kids. I don't drink Coke anymore. I just this weird stuff to me and the gas that it gives you. You know?
1: TMI.
2: I'm not talking about that kind of but that's true as well. But look at the end of twelve there. It says, <laughs> But thou brought us out into a wealthy place.
1: The riches of God's grace.
2: Folks, let me tell you what, man, when you come out the other end. You know, when that silver is melted down, when that silver is pounded, when that scum is scraped off the top, when it's rubbed down, when when it's deformed and then made into a form, you're in a wealthy place. I will go into thy house with the burnt offering. I will pay thee my vows. I want that. Uh, You know, that's what David's saying here is, I want that. Man, I, I, I need that. I need the pounding. I need the scraping. I need all those different things. And Uh, You know, it's just he's saying Israel has been through all this. That's what it's talking about. This nation, this people group, this land has been through all this. And it said, uh, and then it says in 14, which my lips have uttered and my mouth have spoken when I was in trouble. I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings. That's where I jokingly said I love it when fat drips. (laughs) With... The incense of rams, that good old bullock, that good old filet young, and that ribeye with that fat dripping down there. I will offer bullocks with goats. I don't like goat, but I get what he's saying.
1: I don't think I've ever had goat.
2: I had goat before. I've I had, had lamb. I, the, reason, you know, the reason people like goat is they like curry because it tastes uh. like curry. So it gives you a little bit of texture with your curry powder. I'm not a big goat guy. No, I'm not against anybody who likes goat. You know, I had a goat one time, and all it did was ram me. So, <laughs> I, so I'm like negative against. I don't like goats personally. Like, you know, you've got a pet named Thor. I had a goat named Billy for Billy Goat, even though oh, it was a girl goat. Oh, that's
1: a bad idea. Yeah. You a- you're asking to get rammed then.
2: Oh, all the time. You turn backside, around, boom. Yep. Right in the backside. Bam. Bam. Yep. Yeah. And the goats, target. they walk sideways. They walk. They eat tires.
1: They eat everything. Yeah, and so Goats do you really want
2: to eat, everything. eat a goat peeps. I mean, if you're a goat eater, you can drop by our page and tell us, I eat goat, or, you know, the country I'm a missionary in, or whatever the case may be. They eat goat, but I like the fatlings. I like the ram. You know, give me some black Angus beef. You know what I'm saying? Give me some old fashioned cow, praise God. I, I don't need any of that <laughs> other weird stuff. And I will offer unto thee burnt offerings of sacrifice of fatlings. And it said rams there, just like me come in here all ye that fear god and i will declare what he have done for me my soul and folks that's what separates the boys from the men and the girls from the ladies right there that verse right there i will offer unto thee burnt offerings of fatlings i got to get off that come in here that's where it is all ye that fear god and i will declare what he have done for my soul let me tell you what, that separates everything right there. That, that's what separates uh, that godly person from that person that's still right in the wall. You know what happens when you walk the wall? We used to say this in the military. You can't walk on top of the fence. You need to be on one side or the other. Because when you're walking on top of the fence, you, you know, you're going to fall. And you can fall for anything. Yeah. And, you know, here we're talking about testifying of God's greatness, testifying about what God does for us testifying about how God, and then it says, come and hear all ye. And uh, listen, come, all of ye that are right with God. And But look at this verse, Stephanie, and you, and you can talk on this verse. It says, I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my tongue. How do you do that?
1: I think that's a supernatural thing that God does. Um, I think back, you know, this is obviously on the context of trials and the context of being proven broken that whole process. And um there is an incredible sense I will never forget um in those in those you know Charles being shot and in those com- those following hours even in the midst of being overwhelmed and at a loss for even sanity it felt like at times at the same time God put in me an incredible level of of gratefulness to him and thanksgiving to him and love for him that I can't even put into words yeah um he put into my heart a love for the Cameroonian people that I I can't put into words um i think there's a supernatural thing when we choose to praise God when we choose to, to choose to in everything give thanks and I'm not saying that there was anything extra great about me that day. There was not. I was a hot mess. And but that's but, but that's the point. It's a it's a supernatural thing God does. I think that's his grace and his glory being magnified.
2: And that's the whole point. That's everything right there. That's the crux of it. That's the that's the heights of it. That's the great place to be. That's when That's when you're burning high high, uh, octane gas. That's when you're burning. I was gonna say high test, but a lot of people wouldn't understand that. But that's when the gas is good. That's when you're burning the premium gasoline. They used to call it high test when I was a kid. That's when everything's going good. Look at verse number 18. It said, if I regard inequity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Wow. You know, that verse right there speaks to, if I'm letting bad things go on in my heart, Yep. If if If
1: God's convicted me of sin and and I'm refusing to deal with it. Yeah. He won't hear your prayers. It
2: kind of stops me right there in my breath. Yep. It kind of makes, I think everybody should say, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah. That's why Paul said I had to die daily. And uh, so, yeah, we just, you know, if we seem like every once in a while we have this weird pause or something, we're in an apartment and there's somebody upstairs and... There's a bunch of apartments here, but anyway, uh, that we know of. But look at this next verse. It says, "But verily, God hath heard me; He hath attended to the voice of my prayer." Man, you're living in a good place when God hears
0: you.
1: Well, and and the other thing that that reminds me, you know, the whole concept that's thrown around today of, well, there must be sin in your life for you to be going through that, going through this, or what have you done to cause this, and David's making it very clear in verse 19. I don't have sin, but verily God hath heard me. In other words, I'm not regarding iniquity in my heart. So David's been going through all of these trials. He's been, you know, he talks about what has happened. Yeah. And it's not because there's sin there. And I think that's an important thing that David's pointing out is that, yes, if there is iniquity in my heart, God's not going to hear my prayers. He's not going to hear my cries for help. Exactly. If God is bringing, if you have sin in your life that you are not dealing with and God brings something into your life to bring you to the end of yourself. And instead of humbling yourself and getting right with God, you harden your heart. But at the same time, you're crying out saying, God, save me from this trial He's not going to hear your cries no. because you're not humbling yourself. And an example
2: of that is these knuckleheads that are these Baptist warlords and stuff who who never repent, who never get rid of these things, who think they can live a life that's a lie, but blessed be God. And then go
1: is, through the trial of being <coughs> caught.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Blessed be God, which have not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Mm. God will not turn away your prayer. But yes. folks, you've got to get rid of the iniquity in your heart if you have any. Mm-hmm. If every day you're waking up like the Apostle Paul and uh, you're giving him the day, you're giving yes. God the day, you're, uh, you're, you're repenting of those things that have been on your heart through the night. If every night you're going to sleep and uh, you're asking God to forgive you from things that day, and he will.
1: Yes. He's quick. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He's he quick. is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us he from all it. unrighteousness. He
2: nails it. He, he forgives does. us. You know, folks, that's something to celebrate things. Now, we got to remember, this was a little bit harder coming through the end of 66. We knew that. We kind of talked about that when we came on to you guys. But we got to remember before we came on to you folks, but we got to remember the practical side of this entire uh, psalm. And the practical side is this, bring in praise to a different level. Yeah. And to bring praise to a different level, we got to get rid of the junk in us. And to bring praise to a different level, we got to go back to that, uh you know you might be a knucklehead don't abuse your kids don't abuse people be kind don't be mean live a different life bring praise to that different level get rid of the inequities ask god to forgive you keep your accounts short keep very short accounts get rid of those things and i mean now what's how do we finish all this
1: well i would say the biggest thing that i come out of this psalm with is you take praise to a different level when in the midst of a trial Instead of becoming angry, bitter, self-focused, self-centered, you take that praise to a whole different level when you choose to praise God in the darkness, when you choose to praise God in the fire, when you choose to praise God when you're in the flood. So we're going to, I um, went to God, lead this along. Yes. For this, I thought it seemed like a fitting song. What a great song. To go now. with this in shady green pastures so rich and so sweet God leads his dear children along. Where the waters cool flow, base the weary one's feet, God leads his dear children along. Some through the waters, some through the flood, some through the fire but all through the blood some through great sorrow but god gives a song in the night season and all the day long
0: thank you for listening to our podcast today in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.